411-LIVE. Well, you can learn about issues that affect us every day. Stay the world, 411-LIVE. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl, 411-LIVE. One of the most painful experiences I can imagine is a parent losing a child. It could be from gun violence that has plagued the Milwaukee area, or it could be from an accident or an illness. No matter, it's excruciating, the pain. Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. Today, I have a special guest, Kevin Tarkington. He is founder of Fearless Fathers, and we are talking about um, grieving fathers, who have lost children. Um, Kevin, when I talked to you before, it was like uh, sometimes it seems like fathers are kind of missed in the equation. The mother gets the attention, and sometimes the father doesn't seem to. Is that mm-hmm. the way you were feeling? That's the way I was feeling when we, you and I talked before about that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times with uh, fathers, we all know, growing up as men, you're, you're always told to uh, be strong, mm-hmm. you know, suck it up, uh, you get through this. And th- that is good, you know, it keeps positive, but it's a negative connotation about men holding their feelings and, and being able to express themselves. So they internalize their feelings. So we move forward on to adulthood, and then expressing their feelings about certain things is not always as easy because you expect them to be strong, brave, and get through it. And then you go through grief and you lose a child. Yeah. You know, what do you do? Yeah. You know, how do you express yourself as a, as a male? Right. And I think, you know, we say women seem to get more attention. It may be because the men are not being vulnerable to show that they need some healing. You know, they need Absolutely. that. Um, and the reason they're not being as vulnerable is because of what they've been told and how they've right. been expressing the impression that they give as being men, which yeah. is not wrong. However, uh, as I always say, men have feelings, too. We just have to get those out and talk. Women, uh, as you can see, they're easy to express themselves. You're expressive people. We are. We are. Uh, so you expect that. But with, mm-hmm. with men, fathers, we have to remain strong. We have to give that persona as being strong. And the grief is just as and deep. And the grief is just as deep. Mm-hmm. That's when I came up with, with Fearless Fathers going through my own grief and, and being able to notice that we need to get something out there for men who feel and felt the same thing that I felt when I lost my child. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, you lost your daughter. I lost my daughter. About um, how long ago? 2016. 2016. Um, okay. Miss Ebony. Tell me about uh, Ebony. Okay. Ebony is a beautiful soul. Yeah. Wonderful person. Um, loved people mm-hmm. and um, loved being around people. And uh, so much more to talk about. I mean, we all who lost a child can, can talk all day about our child right. and our children. Right. But my experience with that is I, I, um, I lost her due to um, complications through non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, I lost her in my home um, that I happened to come into a room uh, on a Sunday uh, after church and uh, find her unconscious. So in that instance, I immediately felt myself being a different person. Uh, And I knew at that time that I wasn't going to be able to get through this without God, one, and then two, without some um, other assistance. So what I did was I sought out some um, assistance through a therapist early on. And which was good time being, but I felt I needed more. And then what I did was reach out to an organization called the Compassionate Friends, 
which is an organization that works with parents that um, lost a child. Mm-hmm. Parents, grandparents, I should say, as well. And I went through that, and I attended a couple of sessions. And when I went to my first session, I was one of two guys that was there. So in the sessions, you you know, each person is going around talking about their loss um, of their child. And there's some very, very serious stories. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, heart-wrenching stories that right. people are sharing. Um, but you have to take a step if you're serious about getting through your grief journey. So when I attended that session, uh, I'm sitting there listening to everyone. I'm thinking, okay, we're just two guys here. Maybe it's more men that would come the next time. So I came again, and then the next time I came, I was the only guy there. So I started thinking to myself, I said, well, you know, with all that's going on in the city and in the world, I can't be the only guy seeking out support for the loss of a child. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. Phyllis Fathers came about. It, it took me a while to come up with the name Phyllis Fathers because I wanted to think of something what children may think about their dad and how they feel about their father. Ah. And, and that's where Phyllis came in at. And so, I mean, most children think about their kid, their fathers as a hero, they're right, right. brave, they're bold. What describes that? Fearless. Mm-hmm. And that's where I came up with Fearless Fathers. At. And then from there on, uh, I started that in 2017, and from then on, uh, turning my pain into purpose, if you will, I wanted to uh, start working with dads so they can get out there and speak more about their feelings, about their grief, because so many fathers out there, as we spoke earlier, that are experiencing grief as a lo- with the loss of a child, with everything that's going on in the city of Milwaukee here. We see the moms on the TV right. all the time, but I think all the time with dads there, too, so... Let's talk about those things with dad. Well, when you were, before you formed uh, Fearless Fathers, and when you were in the other group where, you know, you were one of two men and then the only man, were you able to open up? Yeah, I, I was able to open up because I wanted to. I, mean, yeah. I, was, I was looking to share my story um, with other people and then with other men. Did I find it easy? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to open up and share, and then with the hopes of helping others and then learn from others as well who were more into their grief journey than I was. And from there, it's just I, I wanted to learn more and, and support more, more guys. So when you thought about, okay, I need to form something, something needs to be organized, whereas more men will show up, men will feel comfortable, you put it out there, how do you get them to come? That has been the challenge. <laughs> uh, forums like this, talking yeah. about it, um, just letting people know. Other organizations that are working, even with moms that are working with, uh, organizations that are working with mothers that lost a child, trying to connect with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, fatherhood organizations, just trying to connect with them as well, just trying yeah. to get the, uh, the information out there. Is it easy getting guys coming in? No. Yeah. That is the challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. So forums like this, again, hoping that, more men and even the mothers or the wives or the girlfriends who has a, a significant other who has experienced the loss of a child, just say, maybe you need to go talk with someone. It's okay to do that. That helps. So right. just by connecting with those organizations like that is what I'm trying to do as well. Because when we talk when we talk about grief, I mean, you're talking about losing a child, and you can't get much worse than that. Um, Absolutely. And I'm very sorry for your loss, too. Thank you. And thank you for being open to talk about it. Thank you. It's like that that nut with that hard shell and trying to get in there to release that for the men to, to open up. How do you 
what do you do to get there? Be consistent with talking about it. Just yeah. keep trying to keep keep nudging, keep nudging, keep mm-hmm. nudging. Uh, as I said, with men and you know, we're we're, we're personal mm-hmm. and we internalize, and that's how most men deal with grief, uh, isolation, alone. Mm-hmm. But with that, with that grief that you deal with, other things come out of that. You know, anger, um, maybe additional addictions. You know, maybe some things that may increase uh, other illness. So, trying to work with men to get through that grief or even old wounds that they deal with through the grief helps release those things. But the challenge is getting men to want to come ahead and do that. And I'm willing to go out there and continue talking about it. Continue talking about what men. Uh, who are dealing with the loss of a child because we're seeing so much of it out here right now. Well, maybe maybe talking about the effects of not dealing with the grief is, is one avenue to go because you were talking about health. Yeah. You know, that stress, that yeah. grief, yeah. hypertension, you know, all those things. Yeah. All those things can come from grief as well. Exactly. Uh, and, and not addressing it. So uh, when you're not addressing it appropriately, so much more negative things can come out of that. And then when you focus on those things and realize that, okay, maybe I need to approach this a little different, then you have a better outlet with the things that you are dealing with. Right. And then, so so there's that physical thing, mental depression. Absolutely. I mean, severe depression. Absolutely. I mean, that could lead to suicide. It yeah. could lead to suicide. It could lead to harming, harming others as well. You know. And I think in terms of, you know, some of the violence that we've had, you know, if your child has been killed, that that anger, maybe retaliation. Absolutely. It could come out in that way, yeah. and we don't want that. No, and all that can come from grief. Right. Something right. as simple as grief, that, that type of mo- emotion, and uh, approaching that emotion in a more healthier way through educating yourself about what is this grief thing, what am I feeling, what am I dealing with, and by noticing those type of things through grief, you can approach and attack, like I said, old wounds that you may have had growing mm-hmm. up as a child. You can realize, oh, this is this is why I'm responding this way. This is why I'm right. doing this or that. And then you start approaching and attacking those things that will help you. Yeah. Another thing that comes up to my mind is um, forgiveness. That's you very know? important. That's very important. <laughs> Some people may be angry at God. Yeah. You know, angry. Any different people. They may be angry at. Yeah, and forgiveness is big. I mean, for one, you want to forgive yourself as well. Mm. You can do that. We don't always think about forgiving ourselves, um, but you also because need to you know what, dads, they're like, but I'm the I'm the dad. I'm, I'm supposed dad. to be there to protect her. I'm the rock. I'm the strong person. You mm. come to me. I'm going to make things better. Yeah, that's what we do as dads. Um, but we need to make ourselves better as well mm-hmm. in order to make other people better. So how do we make ourselves better? I think it's by being by other men who are experiencing the same thing that you're experiencing. Talk about those things and get it out. Yeah. And then that way you can learn from other guys about what they're doing that may be helping themselves that you could take from that to help your own. What I know that forming this organization and talking to the men, because you're helping them, you're helping yourself. Absolutely. Um, but what are some of the, other, the things that you gravitated to as far as healing and getting yourself getting your mind clear, you know, the whole. What I gravitated to was, is my foundation, which was my spirituality and, mm-hmm. and my faith. Uh, I immediately went there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was raised on that foundation, and I went there immediately because I knew that's what I needed for myself to get through. Yeah. And, and that's what's been carrying me. 
uh, daily uh, through my grief that I immediately had at that time and through my grief journey now. So mm-hmm. I can say going to my foundation of my spirituality and my faith and also going through other sessions that I have with um, Compassionate Friends because I also facilitate uh, a meetings with them as well oh, that's good. as a facilitator. So I do that in addition to Phyllis Father. So by helping others, I'm helping myself, mm-hmm. but ultimately uh, going straight to my faith. Yeah, mm-hmm. because with grief, you know, they, they lay out the, the different cycles, you, you you know, the steps. The different stages. The of, stages, of the, yeah, right. The stages that they have. And then you grief. get to stage three, and then you fall back to stage one, yeah. and, you know, it can Those are always evolving. You know, yeah. those stages, they're not a one, two, three, four, right. five. They're not all in order. They kind of fall. You may get to a sting, mm-hmm. uh, an anger or a depression stage, and you go flip-flop. So they're, they're not all set in stone. Right. And yeah. then you may get to a point where you think, oh, okay, I'm good. Yeah. And then something that's will not happen. true. Yeah, yeah, that's not true. You're always going to be on that grief journey. Uh-huh. That's a continual thing. Um, you may be further in your grief than someone else, mm-hmm. but that would never go away. Yeah. And by knowing that, realizing that, I'm looking to attack that in a different manner instead of just isolating myself or internalizing those things. So I don't, I don't want to keep those in. Yeah. Yeah. You learn to live with it in a healthy way. In a healthier way. Yeah, because it's never going to go away. It's always there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get to the point where when you think about her, you think less about the end stages where, you know, she was suffering? I, I take it and think more about those those happy times, you know? Well, um, I think about all of that. All of it. I think about the happy times, the things that my daughter and I went through together because we were really close. But mm-hmm. I think about it more in love, mm-hmm. more so than anything. Because grief is thinking about your loved one in love. Yeah. Uh, because if you didn't love that person— you're not going to grieve as much. So yeah. grief, I think, is love. You're thinking more of that person with love. And so, I mean, you think about all aspects of everything, but as you move further in your grief journey, you're thinking about your loved one more with love. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. When someone goes to um, Fearless Fathers, what does that look like? What What can they expect? What they can expect is um, other men looking for um, other other men to share their stories and to know that they are not alone and that they there are other men going through the exact same thing that they're going through. Mm-hmm. So that makes them feel comfortable. I, I, obviously, when you come in a room with a group of people, you have a wall up because you don't know what to expect. But when people start sharing their stories the wall comes down you start feeling more comfortable and then you start opening up and talking to you you know talk about your story more so i use Phyllis fathers as a forum for men to come together and talk about their story so they can learn from each other okay if someone comes in and they're just sitting there like a rock what do you do I let them sit there because you're not obligated to speak i think that sometimes if you come in there just listening mm-hmm. you, you, you're being helped as well so I like to make it clear that, you know, one, the first step is that you took to start, took the time to come out to be in this session. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to speak. You can simply just sit here and listen because you may come back again and then feel that maybe I need to open up a little bit more. So you're not forced to talk about anything. Right. Um, just the guys who want to select to talk about the story right off, feel free. The ones who don't want to speak, that's quite all right. You're there. Yeah. And I think the the good thing about it, too, is having other fathers who have been through it, even if you don't want to speak, they know where you're where you are. Right. 
you know, and right. they can respond to that nonverbal. Absolutely. It, and and you get encouragement from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, just by being there, I think, is, is a good thing. Okay. Did you um, – you said you started in 2000 – 2017. Okay. Is when I started that. Uh, obviously, with the pandemic, that slowed a lot of things down. That was my next question. You <laughs> so, know what? I, I'm going to stop you. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about what the pandemic did to okay. this gr- these group meetings. Absolutely. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The thing that drives me every day as a dad is him. Every day he's hungry for something. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that he's a good person. I think the advice I would give is you don't need to know all the answers. It's okay to make mistakes. As long as it's coming from love, then it kind of starts to work itself out. What is dedication? I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that I would never be able to get over it and that my kids wouldn't have a father. I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. For the longest time, fear held me back from ultimately being who I wanted to. I had to become a better man to be a better father. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if if they can think it, they can do it. Welcome back to the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. I'm talking to Kevin Tarkington. He is the founder of Fearless Fathers, uh, fathers who are dealing with the grief of losing a child. Uh, We were talking about, you know, how this all comes together, these men coming together and sharing about their grief. And in the break, you mentioned a good uh, comparison, like the barbershop kind of thing, right? Yeah, I call it the barbershop concept because... And, 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 you know, the same thing with women. You go to yes. the salon. Men talk to men in the barbershop. We talk about all types of subjects, just as women do when you mm-hmm. go get your hair done. Um, so we talk about anything, A to Z, actually. So I call it the barbershop concept. The barbershop concept is you're going into your barber. Who's the closest person to you that someone who's cutting your hair? You you feel comfortable letting, sharing things with them, Yeah. no matter what it is. I like to steal that whole concept when it comes to Phyllis Fathers to be able to come in and be comfortable and talk about this particular subject, which is a very serious subject that needs to be addressed and talked about. Right, right. So, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so using that barbershop concept is something that I was like, well, I'm going to steal this here and use it in a manner where guys can come in and just talk. Yeah. You yeah. know, talk for an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you're not obligated to speak, but, you know, you, you'll get something out of that hour. Uh, about what you're going through. And talk about those things that uh, somebody else, you know, you think they won't get it, but because you're with a group of fathers who have kind of gone through the same thing, you can talk about those, what others might call insignificant. Say, you know, you were going through your day and you happened to see a picture that reminded you of the place that you took your kid when they were a child. We call those triggers. Triggers. So, with, yeah, with those triggers, you, you can have that just drive you down the street. Mm-hmm. You know, I have triggers every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're not bad. I, I, I know they're coming. Uh, they're, like you said, the example you use when you're driving down a certain street that you drove down with your kid, you know, going to McDonald's or certain McDonald's that you guys frequently yeah. went to. Those things that are, are triggers, you, you come across those every day, and that's part of the grieving process. It's part of going through your grief journey. When you talk about that, you're able to learn that this is something that I'm going to be going through so you can prepare yourself. Yeah. You know, when you know you're coming up against that. Mm-hmm. You know, you may think about it for a moment, but that's okay to do that. You know, nobody is grieving in a wrong manner. You know, you're grieving in the way you need to grieve, and it's okay to do it the way you need to do it for yourself. I just want men to recognize that you can do the same thing. Ultimately, it's going to make you a better father to other kids you may have. It's going to make you a better man. It's going to make you a better part of your community just by approaching grief for the ones who have lost a child in a certain manner. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get a lot out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just to be able to share those things. Just with be able to share those things. You're helping yourself and other guys. And who other want, guys. And, and there's guys who want to be helped. It's just that some of them don't know that there's things out there that can't help them in that fashion. Right, yeah. right. So before the break, we're about to hit on the pandemic because you started the organization in 2017. Yeah. And, you know, little time passes and we're in lockdown. So with with, with, um, COVID coming about, that put a stop on everything. Um, I found that what I'm doing works best in person. Mm -hmm. Zoom is okay, but, you know, you get a different effect with this particular subject matter differently in person. So that came to a halt. Um, so I just kept developing myself uh, during that time. And then once things kind of opened up a little bit more, um, I said that then it's time to really go back out there with that, and especially with a lot of things that's going on in our city. So I know, um, I know. Even more so now than anything, um, I just want particularly men to get involved. And I think... With the whole community thing, um, I believe that fathers are so important to our community that we need to address those things a little bit more because by getting fathers more involved in our community and with their kids, I think we might not, if we're not able to change certain things immediately, in the future, it would be more of a lasting impression on the kids. So I, I think dads and moms are obviously important. But I believe that fathers are uh, just as important as well. And I believe there's fathers that want to do more than what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there may be challenges that they're dealing with within themselves and other uh, extenuating circumstances. Um, but when it comes to grief, I want to, to um, get in contact and work with those guys because I know they want to do other things. Right, absolutely. And I'm thinking, you know, we keep hitting the homicide milestone each year, you know, record homicides. Yeah. So with those deaths, there are fathers. Absolutely. And uh, with the reckless driving and the traffic, the fatalities, those, there are fathers. Those, there's fathers there. Yeah. Of yeah. course, illnesses, there are fathers. There's fathers. There are a lot of folks out there grieving. And with the pandemic, there are a lot of people who died. During the pandemic, and there's a pandemic, and, and there's a lot of... Um, Kids that lost parents as well during that pandemic uh, that I wanted to mention as well. Um, but um, that changed a lot of things with that, that pandemic and then the loss of loved ones during that mm-hmm. during that period of time. And so uh, even more, it's important to uh, just approach grief altogether because there's so much out there. Right. 
our community, African American community, really doesn't really approach it as I think we should. Mm-hmm. From different readings and different people that I talked to as well, um, they felt the same way. But particularly, again, I, I go back to the fathers, mm-hmm. um, particularly with men, because I believe men are so important to um, our community. And then if, if men are coming together and handling the grief and, you know, walking with other men through this grief, that gives them a pattern or a template on how to deal with their surviving children Absolutely. who are walking through Absolutely. grief. Absolutely. You know? uh, because you're going to want to be a better father. Yeah. To the surviving children, you know, you're going to probably deal with some guilt because the guilt is part of mm-hmm. grieving the grief process. But um, so you're going to respond a certain way to the surviving uh, kids. However, uh, through Fearless Fathers, we talk about those things, talk about grief and everything too. Uh, talk about grief and guilt is what I meant to say. We talk about guilt. Mm-hmm. But um, that, again, helps you become a better father. You might teach differently you might show things differently you have a different view of what you want to do with that particular child therefore being a better father (laughs) being a better man being a better um, being a better person that's in the community doing better for the community it's it's a positive thing all the way around and and the focus is only you know dealing with that grief right and then you can understand when you know that surviving kid is kind of acting out, grades yeah. drop, you know, all of those kind of things because right. of that grieving. Absolutely. And the, the dad can, okay, I understand it. Instead of, you better get those grades up, Right. you understand. You calm down, be a little more yeah. relaxed with it. And plus, that surviving sibling is dealing with their own grief. Right. So you may be able to help them a little differently as well mm-hmm. by understanding what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's okay. So people who are listening and saying, okay, I need this. Okay. Uh, it, and, you know, the men are saying, okay, I, I'm ready. What do they do? We're, we're meeting. They can contact me. <clears throat> My number is 612-715-9696. We meet every first Tuesday of the month at Wabatosa Public Library. The address is 7635 West North Avenue. We're on the second floor. Um, the first Tuesday of every month from 6 to 8 o'clock, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., I should say. Um, the first Tuesday of every month. First Tuesday of every month, 6 to 8? 6 to 8 p.m. 8 p.m. at the Wauwatosa Public Library, second floor. Tosa Library. I'm writing it down. Second floor. Okay. And then, if and again, if somebody wants to talk to you before they show up, give me that number again to call you. 612-715-9696. Now, what are you going to do if you get a bunch of men showing up. I'm excited and <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'll make it work. Yeah. That's the reason to be talking to you. You know, briefly we talked about the fact that um, you, it helps you too. Absolutely. Tell me tell me the benefits you get from, from doing this and sharing um, with men. Well, the benefits I get is, is knowing that other men are actually experiencing the same thing I'm experiencing right now. Um, I get to talk about my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I get to do this in remembrance of her. And um, I feel better just by going through a session, talking with other guys that I help them. And I also let them know that, you know, by me helping you guys and talking to you guys about that, you're also helping me. Yeah. So um, that's the benefit for me personally. And I imagine that you are uh, so in tune that it's like, you know, the guys can't feel like they're repeating themselves too much. No. 
No. You know? No, you, they, you can't. I mean, I talk about certain things with guys, and I, I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again to them. It's a reinforcement of what they should be experiencing, what they're going through through their, through their grief journey, and the same thing for myself. And, again, it's okay to grieve the way that you are. And for them to know and for me to know, I'm not going through this alone. Yeah. Yeah. And they can talk about their, their kid as they can, much as, much as, as they, they want they to. Want and that's, to. that's the whole thing is to talk about your kid. I mean, you know, why be silent? There you go. Because your child is. I always say this, too. And this is for all parents. Just because you lost your child, they're not here physically. You still have a relationship with them spiritually. Okay? And you're still their parent. Yeah. You don't think that part of it goes away. It yeah. doesn't. Never change. Okay, you're just having a different relationship with your child at that time. That's a good way to end it. Kevin Tarkington, our time is up. Well, it's been great for me. It's been great for me, too. Thank you so much for what you do, reaching out to men. And I think there are a lot of men that could benefit from this. So I really, really hope and pray that they take you up on this. I hope so as well. Thank you so much. Right. This will help. Uh, hopefully that you know people are listening or are able to you know view it as well. Excellent. Kevin Talkington, founder of Fearless Fathers. Hey, thank you for joining us for another edition of the 411 Live. We're a nonprofit organization. If you'd like to help us out, go to our website, the411live.org. I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like and watch us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.